right, here we go. Mozart in the Jungle, season number four. We are going to play with the blood and recap right here on After Buzz. Check it out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Mm. <laughs> I could totally be a conductor. You are in it right now. You are listening to one of the songs from Mozart in the Jungle. This was on episode two, Vaughn Williams' Songs of Travel, Youth and Love. And... Mm. Um, Beautiful. Quite the interpretive dance going on over oh, there. That's good, right? You did it. You uh, like you, they say, you got to find your own your own way. Yeah, she was playing with something right there. Uh, <laughs> maybe not the blood just yet, but no we'll get into all that. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Oh, how could you compete with that, right? You can't. Can't. That is one of the things I love about the show, though, is that we can. Uh, sort of educate ourselves about music and really like go into a space. So, yeah. anyways, we'll start it off right now because we got to cover two episodes right now. <laughs> I'm Ronnie Jr. My social media is going to be at randomly RJ, and we have two wonderful co-hosts, brilliant, and they are. Hey guys, I'm Tara Erickson. You can find me on Twitter at the Tara Erickson or YouTube.com backslash Tara Erickson. Hi guys, Linda Antwi here. Linda is so girly all across social media. Oh my gosh, Mozart in the Jungle, it's back. I um. Never questioned it, but, you know, it's a show that you kind of have to do a little bit of discovery to find. You know, it, it has a buzz, but it doesn't have, like, the biggest buzz. So I was overly, uh, you know, over the moon, g- glad that it was going to come back. Uh, your thoughts on the show in general, both of you? I love the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in love with the lead actor. I'm in love with, like, the quirkiness. I'm in love that it's so positive with everything that's going on. It's just mm-hmm. nice to just sit back and laugh and right. enjoy it. Yeah, I am in love with Rodrigo. I mean, seriously, I love him so much. Off camera, you guys were both saying, yeah. <sighs> yeah, guys, I know it's like I see it and I get it, but I never heard, I've never really heard anyone talk like as, you know, sex symbolness of uh, him. But, and I wondered with you guys, was it because he's Rodrigo and he's so charming? Is it is it that or just, just you just like him? I mean, I think he's a brilliant actor. He did win a Golden Globe for season two, and I thought he fully deserved it. And I think he'll probably, maybe even win again, even though I haven't finished season four. Yeah. I just think he's so talented and just so handsome. Like, his face, I look at it, and I'm just like, oh, I can't. <laughs> I agree with you. 100. Everything she just said. Yeah, the long Ditto. the long hair in season one to the short uh-huh. hair to everything that he does, whether he cuts off the uh, the long rat tail. Uh, that, that's could, the uh, thing, I the rat tail. I could do without the rat tail, but no. he pulls it off. Right. He you pulls it I mean? off. I, I will be with him, him specifically with the rat tail. Anybody else, no rat tail. Yeah. Him, I'm Rodrigo, cool. like, I think he complicatedly pulls off these things, you know what I mean? In in a weird, unique way. Before we talk about these two episodes, which start off our season four, which again, like I said, I'm so excited we're back because, you know, you can't take a show like this for granted. Um, We will talk about these two first episodes and then sequentially we'll be doing the next five weeks throughout the whole season. But what brought you guys to the show more so? And also, like, do you have any moments that stood out for you? Like, you know, season two, you liked, you know, that they went to Mexico City. Like, what, what is it that you guys could recall as we get into the season four? For the people that are just kind of joining us. I think that uh, I really related to both season one and two. For season one, I love the fact that that's us or that's me where you're on the grind and you're you're following your passion and the obstacles. But then you get to co-create with other creatives. Like all of that was very familiar to me. And so I think that that's what pulled me in. 
Um, and then being in New York City, which is one of my favorite cities, that pulled me in as well, too. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. I feel like the struggle that Haley goes through is a lot of, I relate to that, like, as an actor or just being a content creator out here. It's just the same, like, what's in her heart is what is in, you know, mine and a lot of ours. Of just, like, you have to keep going, but you can't give up, although there's so many days where you want to. Yeah. Um, And the show really brings that to light, I think. What I love about it, too, is I think the backdrop was fantastic. Like, when the show came out, I was actually living in New York at the time, so it, like, really spoke to me in that Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, now I don't live there, but... You know, it's not just the New York City aspect. It's like the journeys they go along, too. You know, when we went to Italy, when I guess we're going to possibly go to Tokyo this mm-hmm. season. It's all of those things, too, that open and expand your mind. And I think Haley is just such a great vehicle. You know, I talked about Rodrigo being complicated, but also her, too, because she's complicated in a different way. He's complicated in a way that he's successful. But what do you do with that success sometimes? Right. And then the other more relatable thing is, you know, the come up. And that's what we see with Haley and yeah. mixing it with love or whatnot. Um, I would say um, I loved God, I'm, I'm trying to like list like season wise what really inspired me. Um, I don't know. I, I well, you know, I liked season two a lot, you guys. I really did. I, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm rewatching, and I'm going back to the episode where Gloria, you know, she's yeah. singing, and I liked how everyone just had to kind of decide where they want to go. And it just—it's a story that never gets old, I guess. You it know, never does. whether it's Cynthia in the coming episodes with you know her injury, um, it's a lot of questions that everyone's constantly asking, and things that that even if you're not a creative, things that you deal with on a day to day basis, like setbacks and yeah. and hopes and dreams and family. So all of that stuff is all throughout this show. Yeah. So it really is yeah. for anybody who wants to like feel inspired or can relate. But I've also watched it with like non-performer types or whatnot, you know, and I think even Gloria's character being the bottom line, so to speak, and how she has to, you know, gravitate yeah. towards, you know, getting the bottom line to, to work in the favor of the symphony yeah. versus the art. Uh, even that speaks to other people, a Absolutely. whole another cross-section. Yeah. So fantastic show. I'm just glad that AfterBuzz decided to recap it, and I'm glad you guys wanted to do the show, too. So. Heck yeah. So we're in. We're in. And in it. I mean, it's like we've seen the biggest flirting you will ever see and <laughs> the biggest foreplay you'll ever see, and we start season four, episode one, with The Boyfriend. The Boyfriend. Uh-huh. Um, ha- Haley is just like in a uh, nightmare, really, of, you know, she's – eight children deep and it's Rodrigo's babies and what the F is she going to do? Opens up our scene to, um, you know, a nightmare and her just having a a. 4am conversation with Rodrigo. And they're just such two different people. But it works. Thoughts? I mean, I thought it was terrifying in a sense that because I think even at the end of season three, she was like saying, no, I can't be with Rodrigo because he's just on a whim always doing different things and moving on to one thing to the next to the next. And then when he came in, he's like, no, I have to go do this thing when she's dealing with eight children. I was like, no, I just I wanted him in that moment, which I know we'll see more uh, to kind of be there for her to to see a side of him. Like and I knew I initially was like, this is a dream. But yeah. uh, I still was like, oh, he's like everything that he's doing is everything that Haley said he would do. But like in her nightmare. I, uh, for the first, like, three seconds, because I had just finished season three and I knew that they were hooking up, Mm -hmm. the first, like, three seconds, I was like, oh, my goodness, because, you know, they're now more mature, it's more time has passed on. Did they have a baby? Right. Like, that flashed before my my head for a few seconds. And then I saw another one, another one, I was like, oh, she's dreaming for sure. Yeah. But it was so funny because you could see that she 
wanted it. Yes. But then, but then when uh, Rodrigo came in, she was like, you know, where are you? And that's her fear. It's like, where is he all the time? Yeah. And so it was a great opening scene. Right. And then it, uh, you know, the 4 a.m. conversations were very natural and it asked the simple little questions, even like, you know, saying the word sweetie and how that, you know, what that resonated to, to her, because to her it resonated ooh, that's, like, the next level. Like, it's not even just about her and the boyfriend. It's about her and, like, how she sees that word, that ugly word, which mm-hmm. we'll come to find later is about her own parents. So right. sort, of a, sort of an internalized situation there. Um, and then they just decide to have 4 a.m. sex because that is what you should do. And in Rodrigo's perfect world, he's like, but we've never done it, so we just have to do it, which is, like, I guess the best rule ever. Right. Yeah. So I guess if you ever wonder why Rodrigo's so happy, it's because he decides it's 4 a.m., we have not had sex, we have got to have sex. And that he takes chances. You know, he does stuff that if yeah. he hasn't done it, he's going to do it or figure out how to do it. That's uh, what I love about his character Yeah, as well. he's a risk taker. Yeah. Risk taker. Also, sometimes he doesn't own the... Um, responsibilities so even the idea of like I'm the boyfriend and he's kind of trying to decide what that means and also the next morning when uh, Haley Hiley's roommates are there they're kind of deciding and all having a group conversation about like well do you live here you know at some point you know when it becomes a live-in everyone has to have the conversation and I think that opened Rodrigo's mind up in a, in a way you know it it questioned his um, maturity I think we saw that common thread throughout the episode yeah. Yeah, I think that he's not willing quite yet to be considered the mature, responsible adult. I think that that's what we see him struggle with in this first two episodes. Mm-hmm. He wants to do it, yeah. but he... Well, he almost takes it as like a negative kind of in some... When Thomas uh, had told him, you're this, you're that, you're mature, he was like, how dare yeah, you? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to have that. He wants to be the young, free spirit, genius, creative type. And I think that he associates being older with responsibilities and being tied down, which he's never been. Yeah. So it's, it's scary for him. Yeah, I'm sure he's terrified. I um, mean, he's been bouncing around from home to home since, like, day one. He <laughs> has such a gratification. He's always has. When he tried to get the loan uh, in, I think, last season, he... He was trying to get the loan. It's like, she's like, well, what do you have to show for your credit or for your stuff? And she, I have have no stuff, you know. And so as much as that gives him a confidence, at this point when people start to question his maturity, he's starting to, like, have a a lacking in some way. Even if he doesn't present it. That's how I took it Mm -hmm. a, a smidge on that. But when we talk about maturity and him questioning that, I think also she's questioning or just continuing to be frustrated with um, tutoring and, you know, I thought even the art was uh, taken away in that because the girl who was being tutored, or is that the term you would mm-hmm. use? Mm-hmm. Tutoring? Yeah. Uh, was was more about the social media aspect. And I think that really, like, hurt Haley a smidge, too. By the way, that little actress is amazing. She Whoever is- she was, I meant to look her up, and I, I might right now, but she was so good. She yeah. was, like, one of my favorite parts of that episode. But I also think, too, that that really speaks to that generation, right? Because if it didn't happen on online, on social media, mm-hmm. you didn't record it, then it, it didn't, didn't really happen. happen. Exactly. So yep. it was really realistic for me, and it was actually agree. super funny. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Realistic, funny, but then it takes away from like her. That's but I loved it because yes, I was with it with the girl, the little girl. But at the same time, you read Haley's eyes as like, what am I doing? And I think you know, as you guys talked about performers or whatever, you have to take these jobs that just don't sit within your stomach, you know. Yeah. And how do you keep going? And I think while she's dealing with that and the boyfriend, it's it hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Later on, we see Lyric Kurt is her name. Just real quick, Lyric Kurt oh. is the name of the little girl. Okay, I'm you, sorry, she's, she's so amazing. So yeah, Lyric Kurt. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great guest stars on the show. Um, 
I've always liked Thomas and um, Haley's relationship. He is a straight shooter. Gives it to her exactly, you know, what is necessary. Sometimes he's a little too rude, but I think he does it in a heartfelt way. And I loved their little exchange. And when he kind of forced her to express, what is your conducting style? Mm -hmm. You know, because otherwise she's going to keep doing what she's doing, you know. Right. And I think he has big plans for her. I think he hasn't told her outright that I have big plans for you as a conductor. But I think that throughout the seasons, you've seen him come along from being very uh, stuck in his ways to finding love and being much more open. And I think he wants to really see her succeed, not only because she's a female, but because she's completely talented. So, you know, I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when we get to the second episode and uh, one of those guys comes to see him in his house. Mm -hmm. Right, and he's like, I think I might have somebody. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and that's a fascinating thing. As people, you know, we we met Thomas (coughs) Prembridge. I always get that wrong. Pembridge. Uh, Pembridge. Yeah. we met him in his highest moment, you know, in season one, episode one, and it got robbed from him. So it's fascinating to see these artistic people in their second and third acts. Do you feel like it got robbed from him? What do you mean? For the As well, a conductor? I don't mean robbed like he didn't deserve to be done and okay. Rodrigo. I don't mean it in that way. I mean as a performer, like what, like what Cynthia is going through. Like what do you do in that situation? And you see a lot of people... You know, you see famous people have problems not being famous, you know. Yeah. So I think, I don't mean Rob, like, he didn't, he deserves it. But, you know, finding your, your next layer and your next... He needed to find his next chapter is what happened. Because yeah. he was always doing this, and now he had to recreate himself. Which, oh, my God. When he which, was the EDM music that the, was... I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I like a confused Thomas. I, I'm into it. Um, we also have a little bit of confusion with Rodrigo with the, with the kids, which was his idea and his passion from the season before but he's just so um connecting in a rodrigo way you know he's cursing with the kid and he's smoking with the kid and oh what are you talking about i gave up smoking when i was 12 i started when i was eight (laughs) you know yeah classic rodrigo he speaks to the heart of the person um what do you guys think about that overall scene there was a lot of really good um quotes in that too you know with, with cynthia was there as well as the uh you're fired um teacher. oh yeah no that. i quit no you're fired no i quit fired yeah I mean I just love the I mean especially in this first episode they really do kind of bring a light where I would never assume I I never thought about that the symphony lacks in female um, you know maestros is what you maybe would call it Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like this show is like bringing that to light because I've never that's never crossed my brain and now I feel like that's just going to be a a line throughout the entire season yeah um, yeah the exposure exposure yeah, just the exposure to it, I think, is cool, which then I assume that with the youth orchestra, they'll also bring in a, a female, hopefully, um, to kind of bleed into that. But I also do think, too, with the, his youth orchestra, that that one kid is going to be his next prodigy. Yeah. Same. And that's yes. why he's yes. spending so much time and, like, working at the restaurant. Yeah, for him. For him. So. <laughs> and I love I, it because Rodrigo's so about the principles. Like, literally, things that he should be doing, he won't do because it doesn't speak to him. But him saying, wait a minute. We can have this kid practice if I just do his job. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about Rodrigo. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just funny with him. It's also, like, he goes right to the core of, like, how we are as babies, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? He's like a big old baby that you that well, we all have a crush on, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I think he finds solutions. You know, he's a he's a problem solver. And, I, and what I like about him, too, now that I think of it, is yeah. that, you know, he doesn't confine to society's rules. 
You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, so not at all. He lives on his own tune, and he he makes it happen. And I think that that's an important lesson that we all can take away is where, you know, th- it might be the straight line, but you don't necessarily need to take the straight line to still get there. Yeah. Yeah, especially when he communicates with the kid, and the kid is, like, cursing up the storm. He's like, yes, I agree, but not with the language. Maybe just it's a exactly. little too much. Yeah. Exactly. He just doesn't communicate with them. He balances he politically is, correct yes. and not at certain times. Mm-hmm. And because he doesn't push too much like a teacher, I think that's the reason the kid had enough confidence to go in to the restaurant and then he drops the the stick or whatever and then he kind of loses the confidence but it, it he was humbled on his no, on mm, his own mm. not via a teacher because yeah. I think Rodrigo just gives them the space to go like do your art but like stay in line somehow he keeps them in line I think it's just because he plays along the same like baseline level that they're at because he's totally like a kid at that heart. and he's he's famous. like not yes uh, you're yeah and they see him his face just like him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it also speaks to the perception too because yeah. even when the mother said and we're not really at that scene yet but we will talk about that of course, is like the mother said, well, but you can m- make a living off that. You know, like, so basically the child's life is this small mm-hmm. and Rodrigo's life is this big. Yeah. So Rodrigo's influence is now like you can do anything you want. The mom said that. And I don't know if it was an aunt or somebody else in the family or just an elder in general had also said something to Cynthia like, oh, well, if you break your hand, what does that mean? Your career is over. Like that child, though, he was so cool and so intriguing. And we're all seeing this magic that Rodrigo's could instill in him. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you, you crushed. know, yeah, it's crushed by the normal societal, you know, issues of, you know, that's not what you do in life. You know, listen, I can completely relate to that. I have very strict (laughs) African parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, They wanted all of us to be lawyers, doctors, engineers, pick one. And we all kind of went that direction. But then you get to university and you're like, you know what? Like, there's this side of me that I want to explore. And I think they just... That generation, they're used to being in a job for like 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. They're used to stability. And I think that specific scene showed how they were worried, right? Like they're a small business. They want to make sure that he's going to be successful, not only as like a young prodigy, but like as a minority in a big city and all of those things. So I think that they were just projecting their own fears Mm -hmm. of the future for him. Yeah, they don't even know how to manage... Th- that ideology like oh this is what my son wants to do yeah, I don't like, know how exactly. yeah. right. mm-hmm. um, which is sad because I feel like the pressures of making a dream come true in regards to music or other arts is difficult to accomplish for a child especially in their circumstance so it's like most kids would end up giving up on it you know yeah. so that that struggle and like hopefully we'll see more of him obviously it's it, it's a fascinating storyline because it just speaks to the generations as you were saying too another show that I love 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 <laughs> uh, Master of None with Aziz Ansari he had episode 2 of his second season yeah. and it was about uh, 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 sorry the first season and it was about the parents and I remember one of the lines that one of the fathers said after Aziz's character Dev had said oh what did you guys do for fun when you were like our age and the father was like we didn't have fun this is a new thing to your generation so I think what you said Linda was so beautiful because it's like as much as we like see it and we're like oh man i wish the parents could get it like it's a generational thing where people are didn't have all these choices and options and and that's actually scary for like the kids too like Mm -hmm. we have so many choices like i don't know back in the day if they were always told you can be anything you want right now Now it's like you could be anything you want that comes with a lot for the parent and for the kid so i didn't realize that scene was that heavy but now that we analyzed it it, now that we broke it down very cool heavy very cool and of course everyone knows that on our itunes and the youtube channel they can like comments you know we're just trying to catch up because we are 
uh, scooping right in from episode season one, two, and three, and then one and two of episode four, uh, season four, rather. So there's a lot going on. Um, real quick, let's talk about the cutesiness of Haley and Rodrigo in the kimonos and hey. being discovered. But it wasn't really a discovery. I mean, come on. Everyone kind of knew. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been waiting. Yeah. Waiting for. Yeah. At, at, at one moment, I'm like, what show am I watching? I started this show, like, really, like, wanting to learn about the symphony. And then I'm like, oh, wait, so Gloria's banging Thomas, and Rodrigo right. is with, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, but it all tells great to this part of the story, yeah. Right. And Cynthia is now with a, a basketball player, right? And it's so interesting <laughs> to me how, as we watch them grow over the seasons, yeah. how happiness has changed how they view the world as well. Mm-hmm. You know, being in this relationship, Haley's more happy, Rodrigo is trying to figure it out, and then Gloria, think about how angry and strict she was mm-hmm. in the first few seasons, and now that she's found her love, she's right. so much more open. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. love changes your point. Yeah, of view, I guess, on yeah. All and things, I love to right? see Gloria happy because out of all the other ones, they're all artists. Remember mm-hmm. when um, e- was it Igor was played by uh, John Cameron Mitchell? Uh-huh. Um, his character was was kind of making uh, was alluding to Gloria like, oh, you're not an artist. And then that's what Thomas was like. Wait a minute. She's an artist. She right. sings, yeah. And then he was like, but you can't be inside of it and outside of it. So I think that's like a her being happy is, is so interesting because there's a part of an entertainer that while everything else could be bad, their art can make them happy. So with Gloria, since she hasn't really done the art, mm-hmm. she like love really does give her a good kick in the pants. Absolutely. Right. I agree with you. <laughs> so she 100%. Can, she can sing to him. Uh, could sing. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, like and of course, her bringing yeah. all together. As I said, I love watching season two, episode four, just to see her. Just yeah. when she when she jumped off the, oh, those vocals off the off the page, off the stage, off the uh, off Netflix, off Amazon. <laughs> Every, everything was that good. Um, real quick, I love the Lizzie Haley exchange. Real quick, I know we'll get to episode two in one second. Um, I just like it because Lizzie uh, is another voice of reason in a whole different way as Thomas, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of questions her. You know, hey, you're talking kind of quick Haley this this means it's bugging you um she's just a really great mirror for Haley I think Mm -hmm. and has always been that way yeah I think she's been a definite consistent and she allows Haley to see things from a slightly different perspective you know when you have that best friend that she's gonna tell you how it is no matter what you might like it you might not like it but you're gonna think you know what you're right, or you know me, and that's that's an idea that I want to uh, run with, like how she's changing her ensemble to a female. Yes, um, it was led. a cutting edge contemporary female composers. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even when she's talking about Rodrigo, like, is he really your boyfriend? Like, yeah, is he? Is he? Because well, she's had that fear from seasons one, two, and three, and I feel this is what my perspective from seeing them. Um, in episode one and two of season four, that she's holding back because she feels like he's, he's not gonna re- he's gonna her. go again. Yeah. yeah, I agree, and I think that like Lizzie kind of has an instinctual vibe on that of like just be careful exactly. and know what you're getting into, which she's repeated to her multiple times. But especially during that bar scene when she's there and be like, "You talk, uh, you get nervous. Like there's something happening here." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Lizzie is like sort of the foundation, like brings down the veil that. Haley has because he has such like a Charisma. pull on her. Like the mm-hmm. second he shows up, she just like doesn't really. It's just they're there, and I don't think she uses her full brain yeah. uh, to kind of digest what's actually 
might happen. With and that's him. why you need a good girlfriend to yeah. kind of, you know, you. help you there, be, be the mirror of the situation at hand. Um, which uh, I guess the two actresses are uh, close in real life. Um, they recently went to go see Bernadette Peters in Hello Dolly. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, cool. I, I guess I was like looking in the comments, and it, I guess there was a, you know, Lola's uh, comment was, oh, yeah, me and Hannah are, you know, the, the, the actress who plays Lizzie. Uh, we're we're friends forever, so oh, uh, I, I guess that's an added bonus to you know that wasn't just very cool. Maybe uh, an actress playing her best friend, but somebody she her friend, being uh, her friend. grew up with, and and then to go see Bernadette on you know on Broadway like that show just just fantastic. Awesome. So that was just one of the little Instagram things I was looking at as we were getting ready. Um, I think we could talked about the uh, the little restaurant meeting with Igor, and mm-hmm. he had this great idea mm-hmm. ballet for no audience. So. We will see that later. Um, what I loved about that, real quick, because we'll get to see episode two here, is um, it was like Rodrigo saw somebody as goofy as him. Wasn't they, that were, great? <laughs> they were joined spirits. Like, they were like speaking each other's language. Yeah. I was like, you two are going to have some genius creativity going on. Yeah, I agree. No audience. Yeah, because it made all the sense. Because they, right. they don't think like problems or they just think meaning what, like zero money to come from like an matter. amazing ballet that he's going to conduct and they're like they don't even think about that doesn't do, which well, i think is great yeah just like when when rodrigo's like oh we'll do a children's orchestra uh-huh. just, that, what uh-huh. gloria what's the problem right <laughs> like what do you mean of course we're gonna do that um and then we zoom i think that's it for episode one we we get in yeah. the uh the, the good old bus there But my favorite line is i don't want to think about the audience i just want to be with my girlfriend that he says to her at the end of oh. season one and i was like oh like you yeah. want that it's yeah. so good yeah the love is in the air so good the love and, and him expressing emotions is oh. always so good oh and we, and we can't move on from that without discussing the boyfriend and how much he kept saying like I'm the right, boyfriend I'm the boyfriend the and boyfriend. it's the boyfriend, boyfriend which yeah. is now what I'm gonna call anyone I oh, date yeah. for right. a lot I'm be like you're the, the boyfriend, boyfriend right mm-hmm. and you know as, since we love the show we also could offer like our opinions or crit- critiques or whatever I did go into this thing oh I, I kind of hope that the show doesn't overly um have Rodrigo do these goofy jokes and, and maybe some of them don't land. But as many as there were, I mean, all I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm chuckling at him saying Wisconsin. No, no, that's not a state. Like, it's just what I'm saying is I went into it saying, I don't know that we, you know, we might get a repetitive amount. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, we did get a lot and they all landed and Absolutely. all hit. And I only looked at it with a critical eye, you know, like, oh, you know, let's not make that the basis of the show. But Lo and behold, those jokes just work. I mean, it was a joke about Wisconsin, yeah. and he served it. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't believe that's a state, because I decided it's not a state. Yeah. Right. Like, I just want to talk to people that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, excuse me, sir, you got a speeding ticket. No, I didn't. I didn't. You got a speeding <laughs> You actually got a speeding yeah. ticket, officer. Like, you know? I, I think that's that. why people love him, because yeah. his point of view is so different than anyone else's. Outside the box, like I'm telling yeah. you, he's not confined to society's rules and regulations. Yeah. He can literally, like, just define whatever anybody says to him, he will find a way to yeah. define it in his own way. He'll play, with, he'll play with the blood, and if he sees somebody in the orchestra not playing with the blood, he'll say, you are like a corpse. Right. Um, he sure which he, he sure did. Um, I, let's, just because of the timing, I guess we should move on. Episode two was called if i was an elf i would tell you highly um so they are in route to uh north carolina i uh visually thought it was beautiful i mm-hmm. felt like i was taken there mm-hmm. our opening song was from that sequence there mm-hmm. and uh the the words that struck me the most is when he said how could you tell the difference everything looks the same, the same. you know so she was really yeah. just welcoming him into the world of uh 
of her yesteryear. Well, I think it, it sort of started a little bit earlier with um, her and the father. It was like a flashback. Mm-hmm. But generally, I thought it, those two parts of that um, really took us to all the troubles that she has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we got to really see uh, her the psyche of mm-hmm. how she fell in love with the oboe, how she felt internal pressure not only from her parents but from herself. Mm-hmm. And the things that, you know, we all have our thing that is like the stopping thing for us, the thing that is most fearful for us. And, and hers is a fear of success. And, you know, she gets there and yeah. then she doesn't get there. And at least that's what her father thinks. And I thought that it was... Uh, a really good moment to have, like to have Rodrigo come to her hometown because she went to his. They went to Mexico in season yeah. two, and she met the grandma and all of that. So I was, I thought it was important to have this backstory as well. Yeah, I thought it showed a lot of strength for her because to come back from having such a terrifying moment when you're that young to like run off stage, um, to be able to get back on your feet and continue to play. I think showed a lot as to why she is where she is at such a young age and why she's so good. But do you think it's just that or do you think it's because her father has pushed her this whole time? Oh my God, probably 60% her father, but at the same time just her having, I guess, the gall to go, okay, I give in to do it because Mm -hmm. it takes away so many hours of her daily life that I think her dad obviously put a lot of pressure on her, but there has to be some part of her that just goes... I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I'm mm-hmm. going to decide to instead, instead to be like a rebellion, you know, little, yeah. she's kind of, it was a, a, I forget how old she was in that, that uh, flashback, like, like 12 eight years or, old or something. Or yeah. eight, okay, even yeah. younger. Yeah. Um, I just, it shows a lot of strength, but I do agree she had a, there's that one moment though in the bedroom, I know at the end of this episode, but where she does say, but I love it. And that was the first time I'd ever heard her kind of say out loud, but I love it. Mm. I love doing it. Even in all the episodes, it's just her struggle is real. It's She's usually practicing, like, practicing, I, I practicing. am doing it because I'm on a plan yeah. or something. She Not, has a path to follow that yeah. she has to get to, which I do agree. Her dad is at the end and waiting. Mm-hmm. And that probably had a lot to do and with it. And it spoke a lot to the comment, uh, you know, oh, so I now understand why uh, you're the best or you fucking suck. Like, yeah. you know, Rodrigo got to see that, you know. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he knows his girlfriend pretty well, but like to experience it it's like oh that all of that is what developed all of that yeah. mm-hmm. you know real, real quickly yeah um what do you, uh, what did you guys thought of the overall like the parents uh greeting uh we were introduced with the idea that like obviously the father is too much even with the mother the mother was even like let's slow down you know so we got the pressure point immediately mm-hmm. but the first interaction first couple of interactions actually went pretty good well, i mean he jumps up a tree. Right. And it's Rodrigo, so mm-hmm. he's famous. So yeah. And they respect the arts and music and, and all of that. So I would think that it would go well. Um, and I think that he sat back and just watched the family dynamic mm-hmm. instead of getting involved in it. And I thought that that was important, too, because he's really getting to see uh, what his girlfriend's life was about. And I Do you think he think, listens enough, though? I think he lis- listens through his own lens, if that makes sense. Yeah. He listens through his own lens. He just doesn't compute information the mm-hmm. way the rest of the world or people do. Right. So different for him. Like, yeah. The genius mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other part that I wanted to say was that I think that also 
uh, Haley got to see her parents in a different light towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I think that she was very, very critical of of them. I think that she has some hostility towards the father mm-hmm. when she said that, no, I don't want to play for them on their 30th an- or reunion or a renewal of vows because mm-hmm. he's not nice to her. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? They didn't really delve did much I, into did, it. I know. So and that I, bugged me too. Yeah. So I was like, well, there's some backstory there. Like, okay. But then I think that she saw them interact mm-hmm. and she went to talk to her dad when they were with the uh, telescope, telescope. Yeah. and I think she, you know, calmed down and thought, okay, maybe they are a little bit different than from the last time I was here. Yeah, because we know that she was not there for a long time. Yeah, when, when she first came, oh, you finally yeah. are back. Right, and the mom said that marriages change, but I, I was expecting to see a flashback or something about what he was doing back then to make him that he's not nice to her. Because mm-hmm. then it just cuts to them. You hear rumbling, and they're obviously having sex. Oh. I, at first, initially, because she's like, he's not nice to her, when it cut to that scene, I thought maybe they were fighting. And I was oh, like, oh, no. we're going to do- we're gonna dig into it now. Thankfully, it wasn't. It's fine. But I kind of wanted to know why she said that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did like how um, you go through these moments where you harbor so much of the, I guess, you know, she's obviously hurt the fact that the father treated the mother bad. So in all of the other things she's dealing with, you know, trying to be a performer, her own dating life, just her own life in general, her looking back at North Carolina is sort of ugly. So I thought the Mm -hmm. mother scene, as you were talking about, where the mother was painting and just saying like, hey, things do change and like just kind of go with us. It was like two separate moments where Haley was with the mom and the little rougher scene with the father um, where she, I felt, I hope, I would like to hope that Haley started to love them in a different way. Absolutely. Like a, you know, I mean, yeah, that's a cliche absolutely. comment. No, but, but abs- I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I think we're all saying the same thing. Like, I think that it was a great juxtaposition. Like, yeah. She comes home, everything looks the same, but everything mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. It's different. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, well, I guess, so both both parties essentially brought news, like uh, unexpected news. Uh, do you, Did you think they went over too easy? Because... Haley surprised them with the boyfriend news, and mm-hmm. then they, because I had, when I first watched it, I watched it twice, I was like, oh, I kind of missed it, I guess, uh, until my second watching, that, oh, it was a surprise, she had no idea that they were going to do the vows, that was mm-hmm. like a sneak attack. Yeah. Um, I thought, like, I'm, I guess I'm wondering, like, why were they all so cordial about it? Is that kind of this cookie-cutter life that they've been maybe living? I mean, I know I'm trying to dig a little deep on that. Because, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? No no one tripped. Nobody tripped. Well, I, you know, yeah. Haley didn't know that he was coming, for one. So right. I think that she knew her parents. But I think that her parents knew she was coming and wanted her to be involved yeah. in the renewing of the vows. That's why they sprung it on her, so that she wouldn't be able to be like, oh, no, I can't make it, or I'm too busy practicing, or whatever the case may be. Right, that's, right. That's what I took from it. Yeah, I feel like the the backstory with the parents and all the negative energy really just comes from Haley, and we still haven't really we don't we've only seen a couple of flashbacks with her with her parents, so like we don't know what all that depth is, yeah. where that's from, and what she fully experienced to know why. Because right now that just seems like a normal thing. If I may, and if our viewers may too, I, I feel like when I because this ain't the first time we've seen a scene like this where like the child goes back, they have a perception of the family, and then they have valid excuses or mm-hmm. reasons why they are who they are. Mm-hmm. But I, I love watching these show, these these portions of the show because I think it speaks to like your own true life where I'll do it, where I'll say there are certain things that I've just held on to so much. Um, I'm not saying this is a moment where I'm going to let everything go, but like I, it just spoke to me in that way yeah. where like as valid as all of that stuff is, as tough as he was to her and as screwed up as that made her, like 
at this stage, she has to live her own life. I'm I'm only saying it as a vulnerable moment even for me. Like, mm-hmm. where I'm like, Ugh, I'll catch myself doing that. I'm like, okay, all of these things that occurred made me why I feel certain ways. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. good God, it's like, you know, we're going to turn 10 more years older and then 10 more years older. Like, life is going to happen, so you have to find a, like, cut cut the tape. And I think maybe that's sort of what she did in this episode, a smidge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? I mean, he did tell her to play with, with um, kind of the the intention behind it of how parents turn their kids into crazy people. Mm. And I feel like artists are crazy people. You're you're crazy to be able to sit in your room for five hours and just play that that's it. And that's your only focus. Like that's mm. that made her kind of who she is. I don't think she would have be the artist at her level what she's at right now without any of that. And so. that communication and that knowledge is so good. Like I was talking to my mother the other day and I was and by no means have I like studied, you know, an instrument or whatever, but just even in the world of like broadcasting or whatnot. And I was even just just this sheer comment, uh, I'm not saying shocked her, but like the sheer comment was like different. I was like, you know, mom, it's like this idea of you know the job that you went to you every day that you went to that job you've got the pay that you deserved you haven't had to like go to an event you didn't have to network you didn't have to do something for a lower scale because it was an opportunity like we do right. put in so much in, into this thing right um i'm not certain why i brought that up as a point but it does well, because it makes you have to be a little bit on edge and a little bit crazy to do like what we're doing out here is also that's i think why we relate also a lot to Haley yeah. and their jobs that when you're explaining to your mom who's a different generation yeah. that it's not the nine to five just hand me the chat yeah. there's yeah. a lot more that goes and i couldn't Im- i couldn't imagine like like my, my family they work in the in the um uh what do you call it uh, on the waterfront like a you know that type of job. I couldn't imagine like there would ever be a moment where you could just go to the waterfront and just work for like experience. <laughs> like, right. like you need to get your union money. Like that's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, it just to think about all those blood, sweat and tears hours that everyone puts in to get the craft and to um, be good at it and also like still want to do it because just because you're good at it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're therape- therapeutically inspired. Um, I want to get to the scene at the antique store and the cute little bike ride in one second, but mm-hmm. um, come on, Rodrigo! And he goes, "Oh no, I um, I uh, I live in Haley. Yeah. I just I, I live in her." Yeah. <laughs> That was priceless. She's like, not in me, right. not even with me. He stays with me sometimes. Yeah. I feel like he does, though, because when she started conducting, she does a Rodrigo move. Yeah. Uh, oh, with Thomas, yeah. 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 So maybe. But I loved it because I think when you have situations with uh, family or old friends, whatever it is, like you, I think that they all knew there was a lot of conversation going on. It could have been touchy if they continued. It was best to, I think she did like a little, like she went to Rodrigo's head, gave him a kiss, and was mm-hmm. like, okay, everybody, let's yeah. keep it going. Because if we keep talking and we talk about the moving in, it's just judgments start happening. And it was a great idea for Haley to say, let me cut this. Yeah. Plus, uh, I don't think she knows yet either. I mean, I know towards the end of the episode, but she's still on the fence with exactly. What is this and how serious it is? Yeah, yeah. so I don't she, think she would be ready to have that conversation. I agree. Either. She really took um, some interest in him on another level when she looked at him and said, "Oh, you're playing the, the was it the banjo or whatnot?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just sort of like, wow, you're just like perfect at everything. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what that thought process was. Uh, you guys could give me what you think. I think I wanted to resonate it as her saying, "I'm trying to go with the flow." But you just do so much so good. And like I think it was like a, another layer of her saying how much she liked him without wanting to admit it to herself. It's been easy to be like, oh, this is just what it is and be confused with Lizzie. But like mm-hmm. I think I think it's like, you know, is that it, I don't know. What did you guys think of, of that scene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I agree with you. I think that I, I think the word they use is orbit. 
And mm-hmm. I think she's been living in his orbit for, you know, however many years these four seasons have been. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's struggling with the amount of love she has for him, but she's also holding it back because she doesn't know exactly what's going to happen with him because he's so flighty. And then on the flip side, she really does want to find herself and her own voice, but she literally has been his like right arm, right mm-hmm. hand this whole time. So it's like... Yeah. She's balancing those two things, and they som- I think they sometimes knock against each other and make her doubt herself sometimes, because he is a genius. And just a little flip, when he was on the phone in the first episode, and he was speaking German, and he was speaking French, <laughs> and English, and then Spanish, I was like, see, like what, he, what language does he not speak? Right. Mm-hmm. What instrument does he not play? Yeah. Yeah, because she talks about him being a musical, magical thing, and elf. that, like, an elf, right? And then... That's why she says, after he plays a banjo, she's like, see, elf. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is just her saying it out loud is a reminder to herself to be like, you have to be careful because he really is like, he's a different magic. person. Yep. He's a different kind of magic. And he kind of has her under a spell mm. when they're together. And she's just in such a really dangerous position because when he says stuff like the boyfriend, I don't care about like the audience. I want to be with my girlfriend. Like he has a lot of great lines, but at the same time, it scared the crap out of me when he goes outside to meet with, I believe Mozart, who's like, what are you doing? You're wasting time. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's how, that's his internal monologue a little bit that he's getting into the, the relationship with Haley, but he's, he wants to do it so bad, like you said earlier, but I think there's the other part of him that's like, I can't. I can't do real life things because he is who he is and I know that, oh, that was eventually so Haley's going to get caught in the aftermath and I'm terrified well and he I, mean, I haven't even made it that far because I want to just like be in a good hope but like what I saw that was so intriguing is they're on the bench outside and he looks at her and it says something like no I'm like I'm in, like I'm in this like I want to be in this thing like I'm I can't remember the, the terms that were used but um, it was a different way that he ever like expressed his love for her. Usually it's funny, nutty. That time he was like, I'm in it. And then he would go on later to say, like, what would be the problem with living in North Carolina? Like all of these yeah. traditional things. And I thought I think that's why Mozart came at a really great time because it was like Mozart was getting sort of mad, like you have this gift and now you're just gonna It was it was the hardest thing for us all to watch, I think, even though it wasn't even that bad because it's like Mozart was questioning it for like finding love, kinda. Or did I read that wrong? I think he was, yeah, finding love or or you're wasting time. So you're here in North Carolina. You think you want the picket fence and the 2.5 children, and you two are going to swing on this bench all day. That's not going to happen because you're so talented. You're wasting your time. And that's the right. gift that God gave you. Right. So yeah. it's it's a and that's why I guess like I I was telling some of the afterbus people here today who you know hey what show are you doing today hi you know we're saying hello. I'm like, Mozart in the Jungle, and I'm trying to tell him why it's so important of a show. Like, it's not going to be a show compared to, like, the Narcos and all that and right. blood and gory. You, you won't see the social media woos, you know. But the show for, like, a therapeutic level is so fantastic. In fact, our After Buzz, you know, creator, you know, Kevin Undergaro would always say, you know, in life, uh, there's, uh, what was it, civilians mm-hmm. and samurais. And it's like, you know, the civilian is going to give you that uh, Rodrigo that we saw. He's saying he's more in love. He's thinking about North Carolina. He's enjoying. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the house. He's in. He's kind of enchanted. With that said, mm-hmm. the con- the contrast is Mozart is speaking through him as like, but I could have given me to, to all of these composers. I gave it to you, yeah. and now you're going to get rid of it. What a challenge for any entertainer. I oh don't think that he would get rid of it though. That that was the struggle with me is when he says that I'm like he's so famous that it doesn't matter if he moves there in that house. He can still do whatever he wants. He would make. 
it work as as a composer. And I feel like Haley would be the one who's caught in the in the crosshairs there. Well, and the bigger question too, and this is more less of the. Sh- oh, did you have something? I'm no, sorry. go ahead. I'm thinking about what she's saying. No, then do you want to go first? <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna say this is less of the show, but it's like. You know, there shouldn't be a challenge. I mean, there shouldn't be a challenge if like things like love come into your life and you have to reassess your plan. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I guess it's depending on the person. If you feel like doing things that are going to enhance your life are better for your creative outlet later on, then darn it. Take yourself to North Carolina. Fall in love. Have children. You know, if God is meant for you to push this gift, he's going to push it however. And that might be by way of teaching the youth in North Carolina and some amazing, brilliant person. Like, I think, like, the universe has a way of doing that. Absolutely. Um, I think that you you can have it all. It may not look exactly like you thought it was going to look, but it's going to have all the components that you need. Mm-hmm. And that's important to remember too is that so you don't have to sacrifice yeah. yeah you don't have to sacrifice one for the other working your ass off for art doesn't mean you have to lose yourself completely is what mm-hmm. I would like to think I'm doing the Gianni Versace after show too and he speaks a lot on that too it'll be like I want my models to feel like they've lived life and had many lovers it wasn't about the product it was about the feeling that mm-hmm. was evoked so right um, what just a- with him though he's already reached it right he's reached like kind of a pinnacle of a career so he has it easier and Haley has not yeah. which is, makes me and I'm just like no Rodrigo of course he wants to live in the house he is already doing his dream Haley has not gotten there yet and she would be uh, it would just be a disappointment obviously that's not going to happen but I'm just saying yeah. like even I would love to see that picture but it, it would be more unfair for Haley than it would be for Rodrigo I mean, and, and, not until she made it herself. As exactly. Well. Like, mm-hmm. she needs time to, like, hit the, the pavement. And, and that's what makes dream. it so challenging. I think she had the conversation with Lizzie. Was it Lizzie or even Rodrigo about, like, oh, well, he's this and I'm just a, a mm-hmm. this. It's, like, it's so competitive. It's, like, man, you almost wish, like, she was dating somebody who was in, like, finance. So then they could just have a beautiful relationship. Yeah. But maybe that w- the connection wouldn't be there. We are running low on a little bit of time. I think we got about five minutes left here or three minutes here. Um, do we have anything else we have to bring up? I know Cynthia struggles. Um, that wasn't a big big part of it but i do want to make mention it's that same thing thomas has to find you know his second act his third act cynthia has to face what will i do without this this and she's not ready yeah. to she's not ready to she's lying about her healing process yeah. which i'm interested to see how it unfolds because mm-hmm. she could probably interest herself permanently yeah she i know to think about it because she was like i'll sign whatever you need yeah. um and i'm like oh man that's a dangerous position to be in but i understand when that's all you want to do is just play her cello. Yeah. and we should see that as people you know not even just entertainers but people that are retiring like you know what, whatever your identity is for so long it will change nothing is yeah. permanent mm-hmm. um i never noticed but cynthia looks just like um what's her name uh, gina davis Oh yeah, I yeah, never yeah. like noticed that. Now I can't. Sure, yeah. I cannot. Now you can't get out of your mind. Yeah, and I also can't get over that Cynthia's had probably the most lovers on the show. Am I right? Yeah. Oh yeah, gosh, she's so beautiful. Oh, isn't she's she something? She's so beautiful. Oh, and gosh. I'm like, her and the basketball player should have babies because they're yeah. both going through the same thing. Yeah. Right? He lost his career, has to get like surgery, <laughs> and then like he's so handsome yeah. and cool. Oh, and Baron Davis her. from uh, yeah, the basketball yes. from last. I can't remember his name was. Uh, We'll go back. Yeah. Um, we're wrapping up real quick. We did have a, a little bit of fun with Gloria too, because like I said, as much as we get involved in this show mm-hmm. because of the art, Gloria is like she's you know the lover now, mm-hmm. but she's also like bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. And I guess the Pope wants to get involved, so yeah. that's something <laughs> that to get ex- exciting. We got for. the Pope. Yeah, I love that. Scene. Is there anything else we got to wrap up here before we do predictions or any final thoughts? No, no. I just loved when Haley and, and Rodrigo though played at the end at her at her parents' mm-hmm. thing. I was like, oh my god, that connection there. I was like. Dying inside. I think that that part <sighs> was beautiful, but I also equally loved the scene where they're sitting on the bench. Oh, it yeah. says North Carolina, mm-hmm. and she 
starts to boss up in some ways. You know, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. This is she never really says what she wants because she like looks at it as like I'm second fiddle to your Mm -hmm. success. Right. So damn it, girl, that was good. (laughs) That was really great. Um, Okay, I guess we could do predictions. uh, Anthony in the booth. Sure. Or what do I think? And we've not seen the. Yeah, the, I haven't moved ahead. We're only going two episodes at a time for a five-week run of our after show. So, Linda. Um, I, I mean, I think that Malcolm is going to recommend that Haley be the conductor in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, that guy's looking totally. for a conductor. I think he's going to highly recommend her, and she's going to go. And oh, is Queens? Queens. I only laugh because he goes. I've heard it like the land. Yeah, he's like the, no, he said like the, the European orchestra. Oh, he's well, like, no, right, you're right. Uh, At first he yeah. said Queens. Like, and then, then he goes, no, like Queens, like, you know, like yeah, the borough. Yeah. Like, like the yeah, borough. Yeah. And so <laughs> Thomas was like, the like the land. Like, yeah. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, wherever you could find like inspiration, I mean, who knows, you know? Yeah. I, that's, yeah. that's I cool. I think that's what's going to happen. That's yeah. my prediction. Okay, I really, I know that Thomas and Gloria, they had a conversation about she didn't want to get married again. I feel like they're going to have some weird, something's going to happen to where he like wants to propose to her or some grand gesture that will solidify their relationship um, totally. Uh, And yeah, I just kind of want to see, uh, yeah, Haley and Rodrigo actually living together. And I assume that they're going to write it where there's going to be a downward spiral at some point because it's going to be too much of Rodrigo because sometimes he's just too much. And it it may kind of go downhill a little bit. Going off that, I wonder if the uh, downhill spiral, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. would have to do with... Let's say Haley does find like some some you know whatever is equated as success, and she starts to become more confident or whatnot. Like, will that displace Rodrigo's mm-hmm. stuff? Not even like he doesn't want to love her, but like he's such a runner, he's such a gypsy. He's that. Right. How does he react? Like he's so good at being this person to her struggling life, and I don't even think he thinks it that way. It's not a mean thing at all. Right. But what will it be like when she stands on the two feet? You know, That's and we saw question. we saw a tip of it by her saying. You know, you're going to pay the rent. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the Gloria thing, too. No, Gloria and Thomas, like, I'm just thinking about when Gloria running around Italy and Gloria and Thomas uh, meeting her parents. Yeah. Uh, I just, it, although it's just the comic relief of the show, <laughs> I just want it at all times. Yeah, they're great. Um, Anyways, if there's anything that we missed, of course, they all the AfterBuzz hosts will always tell you that, you know, iTunes, you could write, and, of course, on the YouTube channel, um, just in case we miss anything, and keep the conversation going. And if there's any news you want to share with the cast and the talent, um, I know Lola Kirk, she's uh, she's got a couple shows going on uh, out in Brooklyn, and I think she's got one here in L.A. as well. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see the cast doing other things. You know, yeah. Bernadette Peters at Hello Dolly and Lola Kirk with music. Yeah. And it's all over her social media. So that's something fun to look at. And um, I guess that's it. Are we done already? I think we're done. Damn. Done. All right. We're so fast. Do you want to so do your social media, about. Linda? Yes, guys. If you want to chat with me, you want to continue the conversation, I'm all across social media. Linda Entwee at Linda is so girly. Yay, and I'm on Twitter at the Tara Erickson and youtube.com backslash Tara Erickson. Okay. Um, thank you, ladies. That was man. Where can they I, find you? I love I'm just saying slow. <laughs> I love the show so much, so it's so good to be able to exchange the ideas. Anyways, they can find me at randomly RJ. And I guess that's uh, about it. No more playing with no more blood. Alright, we're done. Goodbye. Bye guys. <laughs>
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.